Morning, everyone. This is Bishop Byron Curry, your brother in the faith, with another morning meditation. God bless you all. God bless you all. I am so happy to be with you all on this great day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So glad that you all are here with me this morning. My brothers and sisters in the faith, miss you guys over this uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I pray that each and every one of you have had an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, me and my wife did. Um, uh, we did not have as many visitors um, this Thanksgiving, we had, um, um, two of our sons to come by, but we didn't have a great, great gathering, but we did get an opportunity to share with family and friends and be able to, uh, reach out and, uh, and talk to them during this Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we thank God for another opportunity to see the Thanksgiving holiday that we had and be a participant of it. Thank God for all of you. Good morning, Sister Bell. Good morning, my brother JC. God bless you, sir. Good morning, uh, Evangelist Wallace. Good morning, uh, my mother in the faith, Gloria Alexander. Uh, God bless you, Antoinette. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Golden. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sister Jones, Deacon Knight. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jamila. I haven't seen you all in so long. I feel like I want to call everybody name this morning. <laughs> Good morning to you all. Good morning to our YouTube family as well. If you have subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, BKC Lifeline Ministry, um, BKC stands for uh, Building Kingdom Citizens. We thank God for you all subscribing to that page. We are grateful for our U uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook Live family. We also are on uh, Roku TV. God bless you. Um, also, we are on Fire Stick. So if you have a Fire Stick, um, just type in BKC Lifeline Ministry and you will be able to get us on Fire Stick. Um, download that on there. Also, too, on Roku TV. So we thank God for the opportunities, the platforms that he allowed us to be able to be upon. Uh, thank God for my brother in arms and in, in the faith, JC and uh, Minister Tony as well. Um, these brothers have definitely been an encouragement to me and this ministry. Um, also, too, uh, by the way of announcements, we are also um, going to be on iHeartRadio and podcast. And so Lifeline Ministry is really, really growing and expanding. Uh, we do reach a lot of countries, um, Africa. Um, Canada, um, Portuguese, uh, India. Um, so there's a lot of uh, countries that we're getting an opportunity to be able to reach. And uh, we thank God uh, for the brothers that is a part of my life, Minister JC and Minister Tony, who is, um, they are the founders of Rising Hope Ministries. Um, and right after um, our broadcast, they come on with morning prayer and they also have um, a lot of other uh, things that they also offer. So please go check out Rising Hope Ministries um, as well. Those are my brothers in arms and uh, God has been blessing those brothers to do some wonderful things. They also I also do less talk with them. 
So we're doing some major things um, in 2021. We are looking at God doing a greater expansion of the ministries. And so just keep listening out for us and watching out for us. We're getting ready to do some big things. So um, enough talking. Let's pray and let's get into this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now for another morning. We thank you, Father God, for gracing us with life, health, and strength. We thank you, Father God, for allowing these ones, Father God, to be upon this live uh, Father God, we are blessed beyond measure, Father God, for once again, you have allowed us to be able to have a Thanksgiving um, and be blessed by our family, friends. And we thank you, Father God, for this day that was not promised us. But Father God, you allowed us to receive it. And for that, we tell you, thank you. Now guide us, lead us by the Holy Spirit. Father God, give us wisdom and knowledge, understanding, give us that right counsel that, Father God, we may live a life that is pleasing in your sight, that, God, we will remain to be that light that sitteth upon a hill that cannot be hidden. People need to see the light and they need to have a relationship with you. There's still opportunity, Father God, because you left the door open. You want no man to perish, but every man to come to repentance. Let us be able to do what is our assignment in encouraging those ones who are not in relationship to be in relationship who has not experienced your grace to experience your grace. Father God, we pray for the protection of us as well as our brothers and sisters and our family members who have to go out in this um, pandemic, Father God, and this COVID situation and still work. Uh, We ask for your safety. We ask for your protection and safety. We ask for the dispatching of the angels that protect us from danger seen and unseen, that Father God, as we are away from our families, Father God, not only will we be safe and secure, but they'll be safe and secure. And we pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for all of those ones who have to work in the medical field. Definitely, Father God, protect them as they are seeing to the COVID patients and other patients. We pray, Father God, that their health is to par, Father God, that they are able to uh, submit to them the the um, the service that they need in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. Glory to God, Amen. Everybody, can the church say Amen? Glory to God. Good morning, Sister Reed. Good morning, Sister Hampton. So we are going to be in Second. Uh, no, yeah, we're going to be in First Thessalonians. First, the book of. Uh, Thessalonians. We're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And um, this book here, um, this letter, this epistle that has been written by Paul, Paul basically um, had an opportunity to um, do ministry in Thessalonia. And Thessalonia was basically Um, a place that was definitely uh, a place of importancy. Um, It was a place where they did a lot of commercial. um, They had a lot of commercial last businesses where, you know, they basically was popular for trading and doing um, stuff of that nature. They also, too, was situated as a centered um, military place where, you know, um, they pretty much was established really well military-wise. They were a center of protection where, um, you know, uh, they were known and had a reputation for uh, their military center. Um, also, too, 
um, you do your history on them. They were one of uh, one of the the cities that was definitely um, one of Macedonia's uh, very well talked about um, cities. So. In this particular letter, Paul had an opportunity to basically um, to do ministry there at Thessalonia. But in him doing his ministry there, there were some Jews that basically caused an uproar. And uh, he was not able to stay there long enough to have Thessalonia rooted and grounded in the gospel. And it kind of put a disappointment on Paul because he really, really wanted them to be settled. Um, So when he was thinking about going back and um, his heart was leading him to go back to Thessalonia, uh, he he wrote that Satan. Satan hindered him from not being able to go back to Thessalonians. And you find this in Acts as well, too. Um, that he was not able to go because at how did he, how he ended up at Thessalonia was Paul and Silas um, was on a, a journey in Philippi um, and it was on a mission in Philippi. Well, they got ran out of Philippi. You know, the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ was not a popular thing back then. And it's not a popular thing now, but we have more lead way. Um, and more freedom to preach Christ than they did back then. Um, so they were ran out of Philippi um, and which led them to go to Thessalonia. And when they went to Thessalonia, um, they started to um, evangelize in Thessalonia. And they were also uh, forced to leave out of Thessalonia Uh, Before they were able to make a real impact where the church um, was able to be able to stand. Um, And so what happened was, is that when he got ready to get ready to go back, um, we find uh, the, the history of it. We find that Paul was not able to get back because Satan hindered him. Um, Satan caused him not to get back to that place. So, you know, Paul had people who were um, who he um, he mentored and he had um, around him in his doing his time of ministry that he was able to um, get to a maturity level that he could send them or if he was in a place and he had to go someplace else, he could leave them. This is a, this is an amazing thing that I think that pastors um, definitely uh, can have um, or should have uh, if they are having ministry or, you know, they have a church or they are doing ministry. Um, it's is a an important thing that they could be able to groom somebody else, that they can stay there while they have to go someplace else or they can be able to um, leave those individuals there and allow them to pastor that while God have them on another assignment. Well, um, we we know the story of Paul and Timothy, uh, Paul and Timothy. And I'm just giving a summary uh, before we get into chapter three. Paul and Timothy um, became really, really an item. They be, really became, you know, uh, really strong, not only in their faith together, but their relationship as um, 
teacher and student, um, not only teacher and student, but Paul uh, went as far as to call Timothy his son in ministry. So he he really groomed and nurtured Timothy to be to the place where Timothy was able to be sent by Paul to some churches, as well as to be um, able to sit at a church and pastor the church. And so when Paul could not get back to Thessalonia, Thessalonia, he sent Timothy over to the Thessalonia. So and Timothy was to. Um, go there and finish the work and making sure that the church in Thessalonia was uh, stable, that they were able to stand, that they were they had a stability. Uh, he went back there to make sure that they were established. Um, can somebody type under your name, we must be established in our faith. Come on, uh, type that under your name, we must be established in our faith. And so Paul was concerned about their foundation. Paul was concerned about Thessalonians foundation. So let's go into um, let's go into uh, chapter three, first Thessalonians chapter three. And let's begin to read. Um, and we're going to be in that whole chapter. So we're going to be in this chapter this week. Um, Thessalonians, first Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, <laughs> I'm saying Thessalonia. First Thessalonians three, and we're going to be um, conversating on the topic of standing fast in the Lord. Standing fast in the Lord. This is what we're going to be on the topic of standing fast in the Lord. Can you type that under your name? Standing fast in the Lord. Um, how many of you know that we're living in a time that we must hold fast? I mean, you know, we're living in a season that we are expected to hold fast or stand fast. Stand fast in the liberty in which Christ has made us free, but also stand fast in our faith that we are not sidetracked or manipulated or um, uh, distracted from what we know is true holiness. Um, and Paul was concerned about the position or the posture of the Thessalonian church um, because he knew that he was not there long enough. He stayed there three Sabbaths. He was there trying to get the church established in Thessalonia. But before he could do that, he was ran off um, and then was hindered from getting back. So he sent Timothy and Timothy was able to go where and do what Paul was not able to do. Again, let me, I can't emphasize this enough. It is an importancy for a pastor. It is, it is really, 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 really a, an important thing that a pastor have someone that they can depend on. A pastor can have someone who they know that is seasoned to go to a place where he send them that he has worked up a work and send that person believing and knowing for surety that that person can carry on that work. That is very important for a pastor. That is very important for a pastor or a pastor is at a church and he can leave, not just leave for a Sunday, but he can actually leave six months to a year 
maybe even longer. And that person is able to stand there and carry on that work that the Lord allowed him to start. Um, uh, uh, his his uh, son in the ministry, daughter in the ministry, they are able to keep up that ministry um, while the pastor is not there. It is very important that a pastor has that. I, I had to emphasize that because it might be some of you on here who God is assigning to be that person that a pastor can depend on and say, I need you to head this work. I need you to go here. I started a work here and I can't be here and there, or I'm at, I'm at a place here and you know, the work here, I need to leave you here so I can go and do what God called me to do. It is very important. So if you want to do something for God, tell God to make you or build you to be a person that can be trusted. Come on, somebody. I type under your name. I want to be somebody to be trusted. Come on. If that's you type under your name, I want to be somebody to be trusted. I want to be able to be someone that God can show my pastor or my leader or someone that he has put as uh, a great influence um, in the world or to a congregation of people. Um, I, I, I want to be able to be seen as a person they can trust and I can be able to sit in a place where they are needing me to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. So let's get into this chapter. So um, 1 Thessalonians 3, chapter 3, it says, Wherefore, when we could not long, no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother, and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning the faith. So here we find Paul is writing the letter to Thessalonians, letting him know that, you know, he is not able to be able to get to them, that he had to, he had to kind of be uh, uh, stationary at Athens, because as I said before, according to the history of this, that Satan had hindered Paul where he could not get back to them to continue to work. So he says, um, I care enough about you. It is it is it is for me that um, I send somebody to you because I am concerned about your comfort. Now, we talked about last week about how Christ was. Um, he cared about our comfort. Well, the, you can tell that Paul was in Christ and Christ was in Paul because he was concerned about the Thessalonians comfort. He was concerned about uh, their faith in Christ Jesus so that he would not leave them alone to figure this out. He would not leave them to their own understanding. He would not leave leave them to trying to do something themselves. He sent somebody he knew that could definitely encourage them and lead them in the right direction in the right path to be able to do what God needed them to be able to do. And that is to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that their labor in him was not in vain. So Paul needed them to have a, a sturdiness about themselves in the faith. So he tells them, I'm sending Timothy. I'm sending Timothy to you. Look at what it says in verse three. It says that no man should be moved by these afflictions for yourselves. Know that we 
are appointed thereunto. So now not only did uh, 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 Paul acknowledge to them that I need to send somebody to you. Um, it's comfortable for me as well as it will be for you that you that you know that I'm concerned about your faith and I'm sending somebody to help you with your faith. But also Paul is acknowledging to them that I already know that you had heard about my afflictions. You have heard about why I can't get to you. You have heard that, um, again, I am caught up and I'm hindered by Satan that I cannot get to you to address you. Paul did not hold anything back from those ones who he loved, who he served. And so he shared with them, JC, he says, I know you, you, you already know I'm, I'm afflicted right now, but I don't want this to be a concern to you. I need you to focus on your faith. Somebody type on your name. I need to focus on my faith. I need you to focus on your faith. I don't need you to be caught up in my afflictions. Let's look at Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three. And this is um, King James version. I want to read this um, in the King James Version, Ephesians chapter 313. Listen what uh, Paul also says to the Ephesus church in the same lines of what he was trying to say here to the uh, Thessalonian church. He says, wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. So in other words, Paul is writing to. Uh, the Ephesus church, the same way he's writing almost to the, the Thessalonian church and allowing them to understand that I know you know my tribulations. I know you know what I'm going through, but I need you to understand this, that it's just not for me, but it's for your glory. I need you to understand that my tribulation, my great troubles, my great suffering that I'm undergoing and you're getting an opportunity to hear about, you're getting an opportunity to hear about this because this is, is for your glory. It's for you to be able to hear what I'm dealing with and what I'm facing with through Christ and, and, and able to be able to see the strength of the Lord in my life by me being able to, to be able to stand in the midst of these afflictions, these great troubles, and still be faithful to God. This is going to come to be to your glory because the same thing that I am able to do through Christ, you are able to do the same thing. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So I'm going to show you how Christ is going to strengthen me in the situation that you're hearing about that I'm in, that in hopes that it will turn out to be for your glory because you will be steadfast, unmovable. Are y'all getting me? You will be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, because when you do these things for the Lord, the Lord rewards those ones who diligently seek him, those ones who are willing to be steadfast. Can I go a little further? Let's go a little further. Watch what he says in Acts. Watch what it says in Acts 9 and 16. Watch what it says in Acts 9 and 16, because contrary to what others say, contrary to what some pastors may put out here, like suffering is not of God and you being in some kind of trouble and you um, in a fault or you have fallen, um, uh, you have things that are transpiring in your life. Oh, that's not of God. We have pre we have heard it been preached. We have seen it been um, given in many, many, many pulpits that. And this is another doctrine and gospel that 
suffering is not of God. You know, if you suffering, uh, you going through some some uh, uh, tribulation, you going through some great troubles, you going through some there's some stress. Oh, that's not a God. That's not a God. And you don't supposed to go through that. Well, I, I beg to differ because according to what the scripture says and what Paul, the great one that we all talk about, Paul, the apostle Paul, Paul shares with us a great deal of suffering that he had to go through. But this was not by happenstance. Look what it says in Acts 9 and 16. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. This is Jesus talking to Ananias. And when Ananias was supposed to go open the eyes of Saul, which who became Paul, Ananias didn't want to open Saul's eyes because he knew that Saul was trying to persecute them. But Jesus says there are some great things that Paul has to suffer for my name's sake. So for somebody to tell us that we are Christians and Christians don't have no read, no, no, um, no business suffering, we need to really actually um, depart from out of the presence of those individuals, because that is a straight lie. The Bible even says that Jesus says in me, you will have peace, but in the world, you would have tribulation. Did, did we not just see in Ephesians chapter 13? I mean, Ephesians chapter three and 13. What Paul says to the Ephesus church, what did he say to the Ephesus church? He talks about the tribulation. He says, wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulation. Wait a minute. So if Paul is so great and anointed and powerful and he's a Christian and he's a child of God, why is Paul saying that he has tribulation? Tribulations is great suffering. It is great pain, great suffering. So this this man said, I endured some great things and it came by the name of Jesus Christ. He had to suffer these great things by the name of Jesus Christ, Acts 9 and 13. I want somebody to see that. I need you to put that down and look at this thing for what it really is. Carrying the name of Jesus can cause tribulation to come in your life. Bearing the name of Jesus can cause suffering to come into your life. I'm going to stop the devil right now and make sure that he doesn't tell you that lie another another time that you don't have to go through another sermon and somebody telling you that you don't supposed to suffer. All your days are not going to be sunny. All of your days is not going to be so full of joy. All of your days, y'all not going to say nothing. All of your days are not going to cause you to run around and speak in tongues. Some of your days are going to cause you some pain. Some of your days is going to cause you some frustration. Some of those days, why? Because the world is going to have tribulation. In the world, we are going to have tribulation. The only way we have our peace is we remain to be in Christ. And how do we remain to be in Christ? The Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. They that keep their minds upon the Lord shall be in perfect peace. It didn't say that tribulation wasn't going to come, April. It didn't say that it was not going to visit your house. It did not say it wasn't going to visit your your relationship. It did not say it wasn't going to uh, uh, visit your job. Listen, tribulation is going to come. Can somebody type under your name? I know somebody. If you're not scared now, type under your name. Tribulation is going to come. Tribulation is going to come to me. Come on, somebody. Type it down. I know. I listen. The 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 quicker you acknowledge it, the better it's gonna be for you. See, we listen, we don't help me, Holy Ghost. 
Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Lord have mercy, y'all. Y'all just don't understand how I feel this. Help me, Holy Ghost. Listen, when we go to services at the building, let's just break it down. When we go to the service at the building, yes, we have a high time. Yes, we preach. We we uh, we sing. We have a high time. And man, it's nothing like that atmosphere. It's nothing like that atmosphere. But do we stay in there all day? Do we stay in there all week? Do we stay there all month? Do we stay there all year? Do we stay in that, that particular presence like we have in that building? Do we stay in that? No, we don't. After we finish, we go out of that building and we go back into the real world. And guess what, beloveds? It is not the it's not always the same as it was in the building where we were. It was not that way. If it's that listen, we we find out that every day is not sunny. Okay, come on, let's talk. Every day is not sunny. Just like this morning when I got up, guess what I heard outside? I didn't see no sun. I heard a bunch of rain where I was. So guess what? You're not going to always have sunny days. Some of your days are going to cause for rain. Listen, while we are Christians and we're saved, all of our days are not going to be with a praise. All of our days is not going to be with, with happiness and, 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 and joy as we think it's going to be. We find that in Jesus. We have to, listen, we have to stay in Jesus when all of these things come to hit our lives. Can we talk? Can we really talk for real, for real? Can, can we talk? Can we talk for real, for real? All of our days, listen, all of our days don't start out and end up the same way it starts out. We might get up today and start out with praise and glory and hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. And then all of a sudden before noon, something done transpired. And now it seems like everything that was uphill is going downhill. Listen, beloveds, we have to be prepared for this. And here, listen, and some of us can very well be affected by someone we admire in the faith who has shown us faith, who have shown us their drive, who have shown us their passion, showed us their commitment, showed us their steadfastness in the Lord. But we are seeing the tribulation that they're going through. We see in Sister Stephanie the, the, the struggles they're going through. And if we're not mindful of our own faith, if we're not staying steadfast in the gospel ourselves, we can be uh, distracted and driven away or taken away by the tribulation of somebody else. And here's what Paul tell them. Paul said, listen, I need you to understand that what you're seeing me go through, I know you are seeing me go through this thing, but I don't need you to be so invested in my tribulation till you cannot operate in your faith. You cannot do the things that is mandated for you. So I have to encourage you to show you where I stand. Let's look at Acts chapter 14, 22. Acts chapter 14, 22. Watch what it says. Confirming the souls. I'm reading out the King James Version. Concerning the, the souls of the disciples and exhorting, exhorting, I'm saying, exhorting them to continue in the faith. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Watch this. And that we must through we must through much tribulation. Huh? And that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. So you mean to tell me the kingdom of God is for me? 
but going into the kingdom of God, we're going to suffer through much tribulation. I need you. Sister, sister, <laughs> sister April, I need you to type that down there. I need you to put that scripture on there. I need you to put Acts 14 and 22 down there. I need y'all to get that and I need you to get that and study that today. I want you to look at that all day. Listen what is being said to those individuals in the book of Acts. It says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exalting them to continue in the faith. Listen, why are you telling me to continue in the faith? Because they're going through some things that's causing them to want to quit. If I don't say nothing else on this live that anybody understands, we should understand this here. Being in the faith doesn't always feel encouraging. Being in the faith sometimes in the ministry makes you want to quit. Not just sometimes, but often. <laughs> often we find ourselves wanting to quit. Can I can I get some people hands hand emojis raised? Let me let me see if if if, if you agree with what I'm saying right now. That oftentimes you want to quit more than you want to stand. Come on, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Reason at some given point in the run of a day, how many times you thought about quitting? How many times every time God give you a day of new mercy, something happens drastically. Sometimes, you know, we we have these days where, you know, before anything gets really, really great or better, we find that we have something really hard hit us and almost at the to the place where we say, you know what, God, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make this. I don't think I'm gonna be able to handle this. I don't think. Hello, somebody. Well, the brother says, I'm confirming the souls of the dis disciples and I'm exalting their, them to continue in the faith. Watch this. Why? And that we must through much tribulation, <sighs> through much suffering, through much, through great suffering. Listen, listen, listen. OK, let me let me show you all this again. OK, there it is right there on the screen. Look at that. Look at that. I need you all to see that. What is he talking about? Tribulation, a cause of great trouble or suffering in the Greek definition, it means in uh, oppression, affliction, distress, pressures. Do anyone experience this from time to time? Come on, somebody. I need y'all to talk to me. This, this ain't no phoniness this morning now. This, this is not no phoniness this morning, today. This is no phoniness. I don't care who you are, doctor, lawyer, uh, bishop, apostle, uh, uh, prophetess, whoever you feel that you are. If you're a gift to the body, listen, I don't care if you're educated, you're not, un you're not all educated. I don't care where you're sitting at, but we all experience tribulation. And when I'm talking about tribulation, I'm talking about oppression, affliction, distress at times we feel like we left alone we looking for somebody to help us because we look like we are drowning i don't care how saved you are how deep your tongues are how long you've been saved how many scriptures you know you can have you can know the, the bible backwards and forwards but it does not stop tribulation from happening in your life great suffering oh wait a minute okay let's let's even deal with that suffering let's deal with that suffering i need y'all to Come on with me. Let's deal with that suffering. What does it say about suffering? The definition means to experience or be subjected to. Wait a minute. So, 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 so when I'm suffering, I'm going to have that experience. When I suffer, I'm going to be subjected to some things that that I I, I see that is bad and, uh, and, and unpleasant. 
and I got to tolerate it. What, what, what? I got to tolerate it? I got to tolerate bad stuff. I got to tolerate unpleasant stuff. How many of you on here have experienced some stuff or been subjected to some stuff you didn't invite, you didn't want, you didn't, you didn't encourage. It just all, it just showed up to your door. It just showed up in your relationship. It showed up at your heart. It showed up in your thoughts. It, it, listen, we've heard things that almost took us out. I'm talking about We've heard people say stuff to us. We heard we seen people do stuff to us that was unpleasant, that was bad, that almost took us out of this thing. I almost was at the place where me and another brother, we were talking and we was like, listen, we quit on God. And before the end of the day was on, we say, God, OK, I'm ready. I'm ready to come back. Um, I, 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 I renege on what I said because we are in such we are in such a world that is so vindictive and deceiving and 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 compulsively uh, evil and wicked, and constantly we are experiencing things that are contrary that is not for our good. Oh my God, from Zion, we we are suffering some things that 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 we really really did not want to happen in our lives. And listen. It's, it was about to take us out, Pastor Jermaine. It was about to take us on, uh, take us mentally. It was going to take us out mentally. It was going to take us out heartly, spiritually, solely. It was going to take us out. And listen, if it wasn't for the grace of God, can somebody put that under, under their name with exclamation points? If it wasn't for the grace of God, the old saints used to say it like this, if it had not been, for the Lord on my side, I would have lost my mind. I wouldn't have waited for nobody to do anything to me. I would have committed suicide on my own self. Oh, okay. Nobody going to talk right now. Nobody going to talk right now. Listen, Paul says, I had tribulation. I had oppression, affliction, distress, pressings, pressure. Anybody know anything about pressure? Oh, God, help me, Jesus. But he says, I had to encourage one's soul. I had to encourage the disciples. I had to encourage. And Paul is saying to the Thessalonian church in 1 Thessalonians 3, chapter 3, he is saying, listen, that no man should be moved by my affliction. I don't need you to lead a faith because you see me having great suffering, great troubles going on with me. I don't need you to abandon the faith because you see me, Sister Sister April. <laughs> listen, listen, Sister Sister Golden, I don't need you to leave God because you see me in great trouble. I don't need you to leave God, Pastor Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> Minister JC, I don't need you to abandon God because you see me having great suffering. It could have been easy for those brothers to see, to leave God because they saw Paul get stoned outside the city and been left for dead. It could have easily been a thing for people to leave God seeing Peter and, and, and John or Paul and Silas getting beat out there in the middle of public, their clothes stripped from their backs and they're getting whipped or scourged in front of everybody out there. And they're looking at them. It could have been easy for those individuals to see that and leave. Paul already knew that. Paul said, if these people see me, 
having this great trouble uh, standing for Christ. If these people see me uh, uh, having uh, uh, suffering, um, experiencing or being subjected to some things because of righteousness sake, but it looked like I'm wrong. These these folk going to abandon the faith. So when you hear the scripture says that when Paul says in the, in the last, the, the spirit speaks expressly in the last days, many will abandon the faith and go uh, have themselves seduced by seducing spirits and follow doctrines of devils. Now you kind of, Sister Brown understands why they abandoned the faith. Why did they leave the faith? Because many of them couldn't get past the troubles and the suffering that some of the saints had to go through in order to be able to get to where they needed to be as far as the kingdom. What do you mean? Acts chapter 14, 22. Listen to the B, the B part of this scripture. It says, and that we must through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Why do we make it seem like entering into the kingdom of God and living for the kingdom of God is so easy? This is why we're failing. This is why people are abandoning the faith. This is why people are not standing um, standing firm. It's because we're not being truthful and honest about this walk with this thing. We are giving these people a falsehood and we're not teaching the truth. We're not giving them biblically what is sound. Listen what the, listen what the, the scripture says. The scripture says, and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Listen, it's not going to be easy. Can you can you just confirm this under your name and type under there? It's not going to be easy for me. Come on, type under your name. Come on, let's just go ahead and acknowledge this right now and let's make sure that we understand this right now that we won't be stagnated any longer than what we have been. Type this under your name. Please type this under your name. It's not going to be easy for me. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not going to be easy for me. It's not going to be easy for you. But guess what? If we persevere, this is why we keep hearing the scripture from Jesus saying, um, it, uh, it, if you endure to the end, y'all remember hearing that they that endure to the end. Why is he saying endure to the end? Because the tribulation that we're going to experience coming into the kingdom, it is going to be so traumatic to some of us may want to give up. Some of us won't may want to throw in the towel. Some of us may want to turn around and go back to where we came from. The, the, Remember when those Hebrew children got delivered from Egypt, wanting to be from under the taskmasters and the Pharaoh. But then when they got an opportunity to get from under the Pharaoh and the taskmaster, their walk with God, it seemed to be like they were suffering more under the walk, under the hand of God and walking with God. till they felt like we, we want to go back. We didn't have this when we was with Pharaoh. Listen, some people have been in this thing for a while. Some of us have been in the ministry for a while. And because of the things you had to experience because of tribulation, some people had the thought. You didn't turn back, but you had the thought of going back. You didn't, listen, you didn't return, but you had the thought to return. Okay, nobody talking to me and nobody saying nothing and nobody saying nothing. If, if you if you hear what I'm saying, throw a thumb up. Throw a thumb up. Come on, just hit that thumb button. Put, put the thumb up. You, you thought, of, you didn't go back, but you thought about going back. You didn't turn around, but you thought about turning around. 
Come on, somebody. The, the, the tribulation is not an easy thing to subject yourself to. Hello, somebody. You, this, this thing ain't easy. This, this thing ain't easy. And people try to make it seem like the way we preach it is so easy. Oh, man, you can just enter into the kingdom. Just open your mouth and say you want the kingdom in. You got the kingdom. All you got to do is confess and walk right into the kingdom. No, Paul, the, the writer just, listen what the writer, the writer just said to us that through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of heaven. I got one more scripture I want to go to. Let's go to Acts chapter 20 and 23, and then we're going to go a little bit more into this scripture. First uh, Thessalonians 3, chapter 3. Watch this. Acts 20 and 23. I just want to give y'all a truth because enough of this foolishness. Um, that we've been having enough of this foolishness, these grand old words that we put together just to make you shout grand old words, because we want you to, to be excited. Listen, I want you to live. I want you to live. I had enough of those days where we just have you to shout, run around. And then when you get out here, you still die or you still go into depression. Are you still, you can't get out of oppression. You can't get out of affliction. You can't get out of distress. Why? Because I didn't tell you about the tribulation. I didn't tell you about the great stuff that you have to suffer by the name of Christ. I just allowed you to shout and jump over a word that I just came up and I got a, a good title. I got a good subtopic and I got a good topic a subtopic. And I gave you the topic that's right up your line and right up your alley. And so you can shout at the end. And after I build my sermon and after I uh, 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 put put my after I extra G the scripture and and I, you know, and I, I, I give you my uh, theologian uh, concept of it. And and I just bring, you know, I bring all that thing into perspective. And then then I hoop and then I bring that thing. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And then I bring that thing down to where I get to the end of my sermon. I start hooping on you. And I never told you that you're going to have to go through something, great tribulations to enter into the kingdom. I didn't tell you that, yeah, your peace remains in you and you are remaining to have it when you stay in Christ. But in the world, you're going to still have some great troubles. You're going to still have some great suffering. I, did, I didn't tell you that. I, did, I didn't tell you that, that. Yeah, you're going to be blessed, but you're going to suffer because the namesake. I didn't, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you that, yeah, you worshiping, you can get a blessing from God being a true worshiper. But I didn't tell you that true worshipers get backstabbed and lied on and, 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 and separated from and, and all this stuff, you know, because all of this comes from the name of Christ. Didn't tell, didn't tell you that. Didn't tell you that. So now when these things come, you think it's strange. Oh, what, that's why the scriptures say thinking not strange when you when fiery dots come to try you. Come. OK, OK, OK. Uh, Acts 20 and 23 says, save that the Holy Spirit uh, or save that the Holy Ghost or you can say the Holy Spirit witnesseth in each city saying that bonds of affliction abide with me. Wait, wait a minute. 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 Acts 20, 23. I need we were talking about the Holy Ghost all last week. OK, hearing the Holy Ghost. OK. Watch what it says, Evangelist Stephanie. <laughs> Watch what it says. In Acts chapter 20, 23, it says, Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide with me. What, what, what? It's going to happen. Without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to experience it. 
I don't care how safe we feel we are. The children of God is going to experience some affliction. The children of God is going to have some some bonds that they're going to have to deal with. What Paul says at one given point when he was in prison and he was writing to the church, he says, listen, listen, listen. I believe it was the correct church. He says, listen, I learned how to abound and I learned how to be a base. No, I believe it was the church of Rome, the Roman church. One of my, I can't remember just now, but he said, I learned how to abound. I learned how to be a base. Listen, I learned how to live with you. I learned how to live without you. I learned how to live with you giving me, and I learned how to live without you giving me. I learned how to be with, and I learned how to be without. I learned how to do this thing. Listen, type under your name, this is a learning way. Come on, type under your name with exclamation points. This is a learning way. You learn by what? Experience. You can get, I've always learned this when it was when I was in school. I learned this while I was in school. Um, They told me that there is book knowledge and then there is experience. Experience knowledge where you have to do what you have learned in the book. Because the book will teach you what you need to learn, but it doesn't give you your experience. You get your experience after you learn the book. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, let's. Let's see our God, your faith will be tried by fire. So what word I give you is going to be tried. Wait a minute. You're going to get your experience by that fire. Okay. 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 Let's say that one more time. Okay. (laughs) Your faith will be tried by fire. Okay. So you get your word. You get your wisdom. You get your knowledge of Evangelist Stephanie. You get your wisdom. You get your knowledge. You get your understanding. Listen, but you're going to get that experience too. You're going to get that fire. And that fire proves what you learn from the book. Listen, Paul says the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city. In every city. I need y'all to get this. I need y'all to get this. He witnesseth in every city. It is inescapable. Every believer, born again believer, everyone who confesses Christ is going to experience affliction. You're going to experience being in bonds. You're going to experience being afflicted, suffering something, trouble. Uh, uh, you're going to suffer great troubles, great suffering. You're going, you're going to experience something in this walk with him confessing his name. You're not going to get out of this world without having it. You're not going to enter into the the kingdom of heaven without experiencing it. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to tell you you're not going to have your good days. Songwriter told you that. I had some good days. I had some hills to climb. I had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around, the songwriter even wrote it. Hello, somebody. The songwriter wrote it and told us, listen, in the midst of this, why am I not complaining? Because I was forewarned of this. Jesus told the disciples, I'm sharing this with you so you would not be angry. I'm sharing this with you so you will not be 
ignorant. I'm sharing this with you. Paul says, I'm sharing it with you so you will not be ignorant. I'm sharing this with you so you would not be distracted. These things are coming. And let me tell y'all something. People are prophesying 2021 already. 2021 going to be this. 2021 going to be this. 2021 going to be this. Oh, it's going to be a time for the saints. It's going to be a time for the saints. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to be a time for the church. It's going to be a time for the church. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to be a time for the kingdom. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a time for the kingdom. It's going to be a time for proving. What is that good and perfect will of the Father for you? Do you know that the scripture says that it pleased God to bruise his son? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Say that one more time. Do you know that the scripture says it pleased God to bruise his son? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Did you know that it did something for God for Jesus to be bruised? What did Jesus say that should be a concern to every last one of us? Jesus said something that should be a concern to every last one of us. He says, the servant is not greater than his Lord and the disciple is not greater than his master. So if it pleased the father to bruise Jesus, how much more would it please God for us to suffer some of the things that we are suffering? Okay, 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 coach. Okay, coach. Okay, coach. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Suffer some things? Yeah. Experience some things. Be subjected to some bad things or some unpleasant things to tolerate some stuff. How much more would it be for God to allow us to experience some things or be subjected to some things if he did it to his own son? The one he sent for us to be saved by. How much more would it be for us? Oh, I know some people don't want to hear this. See, this is the kind of preacher that they turn off. This is the kind of word that they turn off and they skip and say, he don't know what he's talking about. But then when these things happen, they want to remember, oh, that's that man of God said that. Listen, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to tell somebody the truth. J Jamila, I'm trying to help somebody today. Sister Gloria, I'm trying to help somebody today. Listen, these things are coming. It's inescapable. God says he is creating us in his son, Christ Jesus. He's creating. Get this, beloved. He's creating us in his son, Christ Jesus. If he's creating us in his son, Christ Jesus, then he's giving us long suffering and he's giving us temperance. Why? Because the things that people did to Jesus for standing for the word of his father to be what his father wanted him to be in the face of humanity. He suffered. He suffered many afflictions and he never said a word. Listen, beloveds, you want to be a true Christian? This is the way to go. That other stuff. Listen, I understand why Paul said I count all things dung. I count all things lost that I may win Christ because listen, the worship as we know it today is not true worship, y'all. The worship that we have been, 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 been calling or saying this is true worship. No, no, no. Worship is not lifting your hands. Um, we got four or five people, or a whole mass choir in the front of us, and they singing a slow song. That's not worship. That's 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 part and a slim part of worship. I would say it is 
part, but it's not the actual worship. Worship to God is a lifestyle. But that's why Jesus says you are no longer with to the woman at the well. He said you will no longer have to come here to worship God. He said, because whoever going to worship the father got to worship him in spirit and truth, meaning worship him out of here. So wherever you go, it's a lifestyle that you display to others in worshiping God. True holiness. Jesus said, be ye holy as your father is holy, which is in heaven. Listen, it's not the building you go to. It's the building you operate out of. It's not the building you go to. It's the building you operate out of. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Come on, beloveds. Come on, beloveds. That's why Paul is instructing Thessalonian church, stand fast in the Lord. I know you're looking at my affliction and I know some of you are afraid that the thing that's happening to me is going to soon happen to you. We're going oh, we to work this this week, y'all. We're going to work this this week. The, the same thing happening to me. I know you're afraid that it's going to happen to you. The same troubles you see me in because of the name of Christ, you are afraid that that same thing going to happen to you. So you are already on go to abandon it. You are already in a place of saying, I don't want to do that. Because if that's going to cause me that, I don't want to do that. I don't want to stay saved. If being saved and being in Christ is going to cause me to experience that, I don't want that. If Bishop Curry is dealing with that, I don't want that. Mm -mm, I don't want that. If Jakes is dealing with this, I don't want I don't want that. Y'all ain't hearing me. If Rob Possley, if all of these other great pastors that we see on Word Network, TBN, if they are experiencing half of the stuff that they experience and I get to see it, I get to hear it. And they and and and, and, and this is, is is something that can happen very well to me. Oh, I don't think I want to deal with that. Listen, Paul said, I already know where you at. We're gonna have to come back tomorrow, beloveds. And we're gonna have to deal with this tomorrow. Lord's will life last. We'll see this tomorrow. But I want you to go back and study those scriptures. I want you to go back and look at those scriptures. Because everything that people told you, every every message that you've heard, you're going to go back and analyze that. And you're going to see that there's some things that we erred and went wrong in. And we're going to have to change some things about how we live and how we worship. God bless you. You have a wonderful, wonderful day in the Lord. I'm going to call some of the covenant partners today of Lifeline. I'm going to be hitting you up. Uh, via Facebook. We have some things we got to do. God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. You are home.